welcome to Industry Night, where I provide a platform for fellow service industry members from bartenders, servers, and hosts to food and beverage directors, chefs, and brand reps to share their stories, their knowledge, and their passions. Hey, hey, y'all. It is your host, Jillian, back with another episode of Industry Night. Although tonight I am solo, no interviewee with me this evening on the podcast couch. Um, I wanted to circle back around to kind of a promise I made to you all in my first intro episode about how to always get the best bar service. So as the title of this episode alludes to, we're going to talk a little bit about do's and don'ts of the bar scene when you are there as a guest. Now, this episode is very genuinely coming from a place of wanting to add a perspective and offer suggestions as a career bartender and industry professional, primarily to those of you who have never worked in the industry. And if you are one of those people that finds yourself um, always getting a lot of, maybe whether it's attitude from bartenders or very slow service, you don't understand why when you're going up to a bar, it's taking forever for the bartender to get to you, Um, any issues just like recurring with drink orders or whatever it is, I have a feeling it comes down to a couple different themes. Um, We're going to focus on two main themes tonight, because I think it so often really just comes down to these like two headline categories. So if you want the Cliff Notes version, then you can stick around for the next like 30 seconds, get those two headline categories, and you're like, cool, I know what to do now. But I promise you should really stick around for the full episode. (laughs) Because I think where a lot of uh, the issues come from for people is that it's from a completely unintentional place. I think most people who bartenders interact with, that bartenders find to be annoying guests or maybe even find them to kind of be jerks I think a lot of times at the end of the day it really isn't the intention we all of course know the very obvious things right and I'm not here on this episode to talk about that obviously don't curse at your bartender obviously please tip well 20% is the standard anything above that icing on the cake very much appreciated especially because a lot of bartenders are only getting paid 213 an hour so they're not seeing a paycheck that's just going to their taxes but I digress that's not what we're here to talk about tonight what I do want to talk about tonight is how you're always going to get amazing bar service and a lot of that comes down to those two umbrella categories number one you probably already guessed it but a lot of it comes down to respect and a lot of that comes into Not just how you're speaking to someone, because I think those are hopefully a little bit more obvious, but respect for the environment as a whole. A lot of it comes down to remembering that you're not the only guest that we are dealing with. If you show respect for more of the guests around you, it's probably pretty likely your bartenders are going to pay a little extra attention your way Um, and your physical nature. A lot of respect I think comes down to that. My other big umbrella theme here is being present and engaged, particularly when 
you need staff or when staff is trying to interact with you. And I want to get a little bit further into that one first because I think that one probably needs the most explanation. So let's start with a good example. I think the best way to get quick and good service at a bar is to set up with your non-verbal cues. Remember, you are there to have fun, you're off the clock, you want some drinks, you're in a like low stress level environment and perspective. Your bartender, they're clocked in. They're on the clock, they have a massive job to do, they have multiple people needing them. They have to keep an eye on that, and not just people's needs, but are people being responsible? They're keeping the environment safe for themselves, for you, for those around you. There's a whole slew of liabilities, whether it's legal or financial or just ethical. But again, not here to get into all of that tonight. Tonight is about what to do. Now, go up to the bar, find a space kind of between some people. If you have a couple here and a couple here and there's a little bit of room where you can kind of stand and get your hand on the bar, it's going to be a good start. It's clear that you're not seated and comfortable. It's clear that you're trying to interject. And I'm not saying reach over the bar. I'm just saying bar top here, there's some people have that hand out in that hand whether it's on the bar or where you want to hold it a certain way, having a form of ID, like a valid legal form of ID, um, and a form of payment with you, whether that's a card or cash. A lot of times it's just easier if it's a card. Um, and I am going to mini tangent here because let's talk about when bartenders ask you if you want it open or closed. Do you want to start a tab are you just doing a one and done? If you're getting more than one round, it is so much easier on us if you just let us swipe the card and hand it back to you and you leave that tab open. It is, we are literally looking for a multitude of ways to cut down even seconds off of our steps of service to be the most efficient and get to everybody as quick as possible. And you are unintentionally slowing down the whole process of the night if you come up for four different drinks and you close out every single time. So this little mini extra tidbit, let's start there. But you're interjected at the bar. You have kind of a hand out reaching, you have a form of ID, and you have a clear form of payment available, and you are present and engaged towards the bar. Now, big difference here. If a bartender is busy, do not just be standing, boring your eyes into the side of their skull. When I say present and engaged, I don't mean like stalking (laughs) the bartender, but be ready for when they are ready for you. And I think kind of the key distinction here is people will come up to the bar, but they're behind the people that are seated there. There's no interjection. There's no nonverbal cue for me to know that you need something as opposed to you just being some other patron that maybe already has a drink or maybe somebody else, one of my other bartenders got you. 
maybe you're still deciding what to drink. You're still deciding if you want to be there or not. I don't know that you need me yet. And if you're not looking kind of in my bar space, when I scan my eyes, when I have that couple seconds really while I'm making drinks and checking out other people, I'm looking up, doing my scan. If you're just standing there and when I happen to look up, your back is turned and you're talking to your friend behind you, if I'm not able to make eye contact with you, then I cannot gauge whether you need something or not. So typically for myself, just personal example, if I go to a bar as a patron, let's say I'm with my best friend, she kind of knows to just like chill for a second. I will order us drinks. I will start the tab. I'll deal with it. And we're probably not really going to be talking all that much while I'm waiting for the bartender's attention. And if I am happening to have a conversation with her and keep my head this way, I'm also trying to constantly keep my eyes back and keep most of my body still geared towards the bar so that they know that I need something. Bringing up another point. If you're ordering for more than just yourself, please not only know your order, but know the order for whoever you are getting drinks for as well. Again, I promise you we are seriously like down to the second looking for different skills and ways to shave off time and be the most efficient and keep it moving because we have so much to get to. And I promise it really is more than just making drinks. Obviously, that's a huge part of our job, but it's not the only thing. There's a lot of multitasking going on behind the bar that if you'd like, let me know and we can get into in another video. But you will easily lose your spot in line or your opportunity with that bartender if you come up and you kind of squander your chance. If you come up, hey, I'll have an old-fashioned and hey, so-and-so, what do you want? Once you've broken that eye contact, broken that line of communication, and now there's a pause and a lull, and I have to stop, I can't keep doing what I'm doing, there is a high likelihood that I'm going to walk away and move on to the next person because we have to keep it moving. And of course, a lot of this is talking more in like a high volume place or at a time when there's a lot going on. If you walk into a bar at an a- on an afternoon and it seems pretty chill and there's like four other people in the bar and you're still being ignored by the bartender, that's not the scenario I'm talking about. Again, hit me up if you want to talk about that. But we're talking about kind of like peak service and you're like, man, I just like feel like I can never get what I need and when I want it. That's, that's where we're at. That's the scenario. <laughs> um, IDs ready. And again, if you're ordering for multiple people, you're going to need their IDs as well. You need their orders and their IDs and at least one form of payment. And I got to tell you, if you're ordering for everybody, you should really keep it to one form of payment. It is 2023. (laughs) Please figure out Venmo or Cash App or Apple Pay or give actual cash to each other. Figure it out later. Um, But ordering six drinks for you and your friends and then trying to all pay separately, again, it's really going to slow down your bartender. 
and what is this episode about? How to always be getting good service. So if you slow down what they're able to do and what they're trying to do, that's when they're probably not going to help you all that quickly the next time your opportunity comes around. They might even completely pass you because you're not an efficient (laughs) guest and you're not adding to their money. If anything, you're taking away their money because you're slowing it down. And now I can't get to as many other people. Now somebody else might leave because I haven't been able to get to them. That type of thing. Um, Now, true bartender fashion, I'm recording this episode after work. I just got home (laughs) and I have some of my notes on receipt paper. This is the real deal, (laughs) y'all. But I also actually already recorded this episode, um, but I felt like the energy was coming from a place that was a little bit rushed and it projected more like I was venting. And I really do want this episode to be helpful. I'm trying to add a perspective and add some suggestions. These are by no means rules. I'm absolutely not telling you what to do in a bar. I know that's kind of the working title here. Um, But it's really about me offering up where we're coming from and what certain behaviors I know are just going to get you better service. So if you are fine with the service that you're getting, then you don't need to be worrying about any of this. But if you do want better service, if you do want to like start working your way in with bartenders and having a good relationship and rapport, you see some people coming up and bartenders are like, oh my God, hey, good to see you. Let's do some shots. And you're like, well, I want free shots. (laughs) You got to get in good with the staff. And these are just, these are some of the ways to do that. So um, starting with some of my positive examples. So coming up, money, ID, eyes facing. Again, a lot of like nonverbal cues that you're ready to go. Know what you want. And that's what I mean about present and engaged. When your opportunity finally comes and you have been waiting forever and you're like, um done that was your chance if you still don't know DC kind of where we're going with that okay I'll stop harping on that one um ooh. now this one it's a little bit less busy but again I still have a job to do I still got stuff going on if I come up and I greet you like hey guys how we doing and I get nothing I'm like all right well here's some menus for you I'll, I'll be right back with some waters Sorry, this one hits very close to home. I I had to take a minute. (laughs) If you either are still completely ignoring the bartender or when you, your first response back is not acknowledging the greeting, not being like, oh, hey, thanks for the menus or cool, just literally cool, (laughs) a blanket acknowledgement for the fact that I said anything to you and that I'm getting you started. If you completely gloss over everything that was said, and I finished with, hey, I'll be right back with waters. And you finally look up at me and go, hey, can I get a water? Guys, you weren't present. You weren't engaged. It's immediately going to set you off in a bad tone with that bartender who's like, hello, like I, I'm a person here 
trying to communicate with you. I would love to get you what you want, but you can't meet me halfway with some like common decency that I'm trying to communicate with you. Like, I know you're going to want to communicate with me because you're going to want to get some drinks. You're going to want to get some food, but you got to play, play the part, be active, be ready. (laughs) So in that same vein, being present, being aware, being ready, um, just be, I don't want to say just be mindful about what you really want and just communicate clearly And I know that might sound a little overly obvious and oversimplified, but it's so frustrating (laughs) when you're trying to do your job. Somebody asks, hey, what beer do you have? The bartender starts listing off several or tries to direct you to a list somewhere and you cut them off once they've said one that you were looking for, you're like, oh, oh, oh hey, uh, d- McUltra, do you have McUltra? I'll, I'll just take a McUltra. Whoa. If you're looking for something specific to begin with, try to start your questions there. We get so often, hey, what tequila do you have? And we go through our short list and somebody goes, do you have Casamigos? No. I just told you the list of what I do have. I don't have Casamigos. Oh, what can you recommend instead of Casamigos? Well, had we started there, I would have been much more invested in this conversation. But (laughs) when I've already explained what tequilas we have and maybe their sweetness level or what they may be similar to, you didn't pay attention to any of that because you were just waiting to hear if I listed Casamigos. Instead of starting off by asking if I carried the brand that you were looking for. And I know these may sound very small and nitpicky, but it does just so consistently come back around to my job is about streamlining the process. And when guests are doing things that interrupt that process, that's when we stop being as invested in your time. (laughs) at our bar because you're wasting our time if that makes sense it really is just like that kind of cut and dry if we feel our time is being wasted then I'm less invested in giving you my time getting into the other umbrella of respect I really do think and hope that these are more obvious But doing my due diligence, especially just to my service industry folks, I feel the need to just address some of these flat out because they do happen all the time and frequently enough that I'm actually not sure if they're as obvious as we think they are. So things of respect, more like these are things that are disrespectful and they instantly are going to get under our skin and I'm instantly not going to give you as good of service because now I flat out don't like you because we're talking about respect. Touching. Touching. (laughs) Don't touch the staff. You really have no need under any circumstance to be touching the staff. If you need to get my attention and I'm walking by and you reach out and grab my arm or even you think it's gently, maybe a server is at your table or a bartender is near enough to you and you put your hand on top of their forearm, 
worse, of course, if you are touching their waist, their back. Stop. Stop. I know some of you may not understand that this is as big of a deal because you've never been called out on it before, especially by that worker. But I promise you it is not appreciated. They do not want it. But again, we're we're on the clock trying to be professional. If these same individuals, myself, for example, were in public and you touched me that way, I would certainly have words for you. I may rip your hand off of my arm. It's... I digress. It would be handled differently. But I'm on the clock. I'm representing more than just myself. I'm representing my business. And again, a lot of places have a lot of very specific policies where the employee can't be as honest with you. Or it's just so unexpected that a lot of people don't really know how to professionally and tactfully handle it. So they kind of just try to gloss over it, which is why something may not have been said to you. But I promise, please stop touching staff. Moving on. Although nonverbal cues are so important, I think some are very misused. Circling way back to the beginning of this episode, I do fully believe that it's coming from an a well-intended place of trying to use nonverbal cues, uh, but some of it gets aggressive or kind of demeaning. If I'm at the opposite end of the bar of you and you raise your empty glass with ice in it and you're just clinking it around with your eyebrows raised waiting for me to look down at you and all you do is keep clinking your glass, That's clearly impatient. That's clearly rude. Nothing about that is respectful. I'm probably engaged with another guest at the moment, and you're doing this to get my attention. It's way too much. Or (laughs) in the same vein, and a little bit worse, if I'm standing directly in front of you and you could easily, clearly just communicate with me, hey, can I get another margarita? And instead, you just go... Like I can, like we're, we're literally like this and you can't, please just use your words in that scenario. There's not the need for the nonverbal, almost combining those two. If you lose your train of thought or something and you start to ask for something and you just stop speaking and you kind of look at me and almost hold out your hand like, you know, <laughs> this I'm obviously not a mind reader. Please don't make me play the game of trying to assume what you need. I I don't want to participate in that. Give me literally anything. Uh, you know, I'm so sorry. It's that one drink and it's like red and I think it might have gin in it. Cool. G- give me cues to help you get there, but when people just completely stop I uh, again I want I want to help you I'm there to help you I'm there to get you things I'm there to serve you I'm not your servant but I am there to serve you that is my job it is why I'm there 
help me do those things for you. After all of that is said and done, if you ever get told no, whether that's no, I don't have that, no, you can't have another round, yes, we've already done last call, no, I can't get you a drink, Um, kitchen is already closed, this is not a valid form of ID, I can serve you, I can't serve her, any of those things, and you are not pleased with the answer, even if, and I truly mean this, even if you are sober, and for whatever reason, that bartender, bartender deemed you not sober and wasn't comfortable serving you a drink, your best option is to just say okay and to go somewhere else for a drink. Your bartender is not going to change their mind and they're only going to double and triple down on their stance if you create an argument about something. And I really, stay with me here, please, because I think a lot of times this comes up because someone in the moment, you're not seeing yourself as being argumentative, but I just actually had a a helpful example (laughs) this evening. We are 21 and up after five o'clock. It was late into the evening, Uh, let's say 9 p.m., kitchen is still open, Someone comes in trying to order food with their underage daughter and we let them know, hey, I, I'm sorry, I can't serve you guys. Like it's, it's 21 and up. They can't be in here. And it instantly goes, oh man, are you, are you sure? She won't even come up to the bar. She'll, she'll stay over at the window. I, I can just come up here and have my drink and then we can take our food to go. I understand that that seems... <sighs> valid or not argumentative but it is just creating an argument and I have rules to follow whether they are my rules or not whether they're laws or not my answer is my answer and you trying to negotiate is is not what's on the table (laughs) the we are we are not negotiating our answers are final I don't think I have ever met a bartender ever who has told somebody no and then backpedaled on it because somebody was like, I'm totally fine. No, it's it's probably not how that's going to go down. All of that to say, these are just suggestions. Trying to add a perspective and a layer of what we see based on how you are interacting Knowing full well a lot of these are coming from a place of just genuine ignorance and you not realizing. I hope this added a layer of understanding. Try to keep this short. See how this goes. If there are other things that you want me to touch on, if you want me to get a little bit more specific or you want me to continue in this series, let me know. Drop a comment on the Instagram or the YouTube. DM me. We'll figure it out. We'll go from there. I'm going to have my bartender meal and dig into some Taco Bell here and listen to some of the live music coming in from Broadway. But I appreciate y'all, and I hope you have a great night. I know I will. Cheers, guys. Cheers.